Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Go Ahead and Make My Tuesday. I'm Lee. I am so glad you're here. Last week, I challenged you to embrace gratitude by finding three small things to find joy in or to be grateful for each day. So I'm curious how you did. Were you successful in that or are you still working on it? I hope that you started this new habit and continue to do so. This quote stood out to me. Good habits are as addictive as bad habits and much more rewarding. Have you ever started a new routine or habit that just makes you feel so great that you become addicted to it? Several years back, I remember a very clear addiction to jogging. I had lost so much weight and felt so much better that I really did find myself addicted to jogging, like I couldn't get enough of it. But it's so easy to break that good habit. Just like a bad habit is so easy to pick back up, a good one is so easy to drop. Now I'm not sharing that to discourage you, because trust me, you've got this. But it is important that we're aware that we have to consciously, continuously work on keeping our habits and routines in line with what our goals are. Do you even know what your goals are currently? Definitely they change, but we should have some short-term and long-term goals so then we can see and ensure that our habits and routines are keeping us on track for that. So I have two examples to talk about regarding that. The first one is, I know you're tired of hearing about it, but this keto lifestyle, okay? I know I've mentioned before we started this over a year ago, and so certainly there was some great benefits to that. I feel better. I have lost some weight. My blood works better, like all these things, right? But how easy is it to cave to that desire for carbs, and then it's a trickle effect from there? It's like one domino after the other. Before you know it, it's been a week and I've been eating all these carbs and now my clothes are fitting a little bit tighter, the headaches are back, uh, my joints hurt again, and so then I have to reevaluate, adjust, and get back on track. But it was so easy to stay off track, right? The other one I want to mention is uh, we're currently going through a minimization plan, so we're decluttering and minimizing all the junk, right? Uh, which has been amazing for my mental health, by the way. If you don't understand the parallel of minimizing physical clutter, um, check out the blog that's going to go up today because it's amazing the the difference or then the the parallel between the two. Anyway, um, so while we're minimizing all of this stuff. We got to talking about what if we get rid of all this stuff and then our house doesn't sell or it takes much longer than we thought. And so our thought process was we'll just live the the minimal lifestyle in our house. Uh, Mind you, it's almost 2,000 square feet. We're literally downsizing to maybe three to 400 feet, okay, square feet. So that's a lot of space without things. Um, As humans, we love to fill up empty space. Uh, So it'll definitely be a challenge, but it'll be a good challenge in that we'll be practicing that minimal uh, lifestyle before we even are forced to get there. 
And so the reason I bring these things up is it really leads me into our support system. We need to decide if our support system is supporting whatever our goals are, right? Um, so your support system is definitely your people, whatever people make up your, your circle, um, whether it's family, friends, work people, there's all kinds of people, right? That make up our support system. And then of course we have resources and organizations that contribute to that as well, whether it's through encouragement, practical help, um, assistance, perhaps, Okay, our support system helps us when we're facing challenges or difficulties or particular situations. The system is designed to offer support in various aspects of our life. Some pieces of our support system uh, support us emotionally, some physical, mental, and then those personal relationships, and some support us in our careers, and there's so much more, right? One person doesn't necessarily support all of those areas, but certainly we do have some people in our support system that do definitely um, intertwine. So who are some of these people or things? Our family, certainly, if you're blessed to still have family around or in your area, then definitely um, immediate or extended family members can be a crucial part of your support system. But don't worry if you don't have family, because I like to say we get to pick our family sometime too, right? You um, get those friends that really end up being more like family than friends, okay? So then that transitions us to our friends. Definitely we have close friends that offer emotional support. Uh, they may be our companionship during challenging times. Maybe they're our shoulder we cry on. But the question is, are they really supporting you? Which we'll get into. Then you have professional support. Sometimes we need therapists, counselors, coaches, doctors uh, for guidance and expertise in specific areas or issues or goals. Support groups are a good component to support system. Um, these individuals in support groups have similar experiences or challenges. Uh, if we were using an example for someone who is a recovering addict, they're certainly going to be involved with that support group because they're around people who are experiencing the same struggles and the same challenges as they are. Doesn't mean that their experience is the same, but they're experiencing some similarities and therefore they can support each other through that. Definitely there's some social services that can be part of our support system when needed. Sometimes we go through a period of life where we might need financial assistance, housing assistance, uh, legal support. So that's certainly part of our support system at times. Then we have our workplace support, our employers and our coworkers. They can be a huge piece of our support system. But again, it's also asking yourself, are they really supporting me and what my goals are or are they not? We certainly don't want to make people part of our support system that aren't really and truly being supportive. 
For those of us who are religious or are spiritually inclined, then certainly there's faith community communities that can provide emotional support and guidance, um, depending on whatever your religious or spiritual um, beliefs are. Then we have online communities. Um, certainly, the internet has allowed for the creation of so many online forums, chat groups. Um, you have Facebook groups that are community related to specific things. Um, we are big followers of keto lifestyle um, support groups. So what, whether they're really called support groups or not is completely irrelevant. That community within that Facebook page is all has a common goal. And so that is a piece of our support system in that. Um, with our granddaughter that we're raising, we certainly are part of support groups uh, with families that have children that have Golden Heart Syndrome or that are hearing impaired, just like our granddaughter, so that we can all feed off of each other as far as what works, what doesn't. This was a rough day or this was a rough situation and how did you handle it? So certainly online communities can be a good piece of your support system. Having a strong support system is essential for coping with stress, navigating life's challenges, and achieving personal growth and well-being. It can be a source of comfort, advice, encouragement, and resources when we're facing difficulties. So building and maintaining a healthy support system is going to be a key aspect of maintaining our mental and emotional health. But again, we really have to decide who we're making part of our support system and if they really are being supportive. It doesn't mean part of your support system shouldn't be telling you the truth and sometimes the truth hurts. I'm not saying that. But do they really have our best interest at heart? So building that support system and an effective support system is going to be crucial. How are we going to do that? Again, we have to know what our needs and our goals are. We have to know where we are and where we want to be. And then we're going to have to ask ourselves, is this person or this organization or this resource helping me to take steps to get there? So that takes us to that assessing our current relationships, really evaluating if this person is being supportive and helpful or are we just wanting them to be part of our support system, but really they're more toxic to us than what we realize. Diversify your network a little bit. Um, maybe you need to expand the people in your circle due to different goals. Definitely um, good to have people who have been where you are, but also people who have overcome that and have already succeeded. So having a really good diverse group of someone who's maybe currently struggling with, but on their way and someone who's already surpassed that. And then we really want to make sure we're cultivating those positive relationships. We have to invest time and effort into building and maintaining positive relationships. We can't just expect them to be part of our support system, yet we're never giving anything in return and vice versa. 
I know that there was a time I had a few people that I was part of their support system, but they were never giving me anything back. And so I really had to step back and realize that it was a one-way relationship. And that wasn't being helpful to me. It's definitely not selfish to set that boundary and say to yourself, hey, this person isn't giving me anything. I'm always pouring into them and they're never pouring back into me. So set that boundary. It's okay. We need to make sure it's being cultivated both ways. But having said that, sometimes we really do have to make an effort on our part because life gets busy and things happen. But we really need to make a conscious effort to make sure we're reaching out and checking up on our people as well. And then have that open communication. Your support system should be perfect with you openly communicating about what you need, what you're feeling, what your boundaries are. Sometimes your boundaries are going to change and your boundaries aren't going to look the same for everyone. And that's okay. So knowing what those boundaries are and communicating those is going to be huge. Always remember that professional help is an option. Sometimes we get into challenges that our support system can't help us through and that's okay. Let's get that professional help, coaches, therapists, counselors, support organizations, so that those professionals can help you work through it. Of course, self-care is my favorite. Self-care is going to be a huge part of your support system. We want to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally. So certainly taking the opportunity to figure out what your self-care is and actually taking time to utilize it. Manage the toxic relationships. Recognize and distance yourself from those people who aren't really being a part of your support system. Some people are being detrimental to our well-being and we don't even realize it. But the minute you start to really dig in and think about who your circle is, who your support system is, and really think about how they contribute, you should be able to recognize those that are more detrimental than not. And we need to set boundaries for those people. I'm not saying you have to cut them out of your life altogether. Um, definitely sometimes that's what's needed for our own mental health, but possibly it's just a matter of setting some boundaries and not letting them in as much as you have been. And then make sure you're showing appreciation and gratitude. I'm sure you all are because y'all are amazing, but really expressing that gratitude and appreciation helps them, but it also helps us more. So making sure we're showing them that love and that appreciation for everything that they do for us, even when it is just support. Again, make sure you're evaluating and adjusting as time goes on. Our goals and needs change. Um, people's thought processes change. Um, so definitely making sure you're adjusting and tweaking that. But ultimately, really making sure that your support system is really being supportive doesn't mean they have to think all of your goals and ideas are a hundred percent all in but they have to at least be open-minded enough to understand where you're going 
and why you're doing it and then at least be willing to again be supportive even if they're not a hundred percent understanding of it they can still be supportive so really think about that think about um, an addict someone who is a recovering addict is not going to hang around with someone who is still participating in drug use so ask yourself what is your specific goal and how is the person in your support system helping you or hurting you remember it's your life you're writing the story you have the pen so you get to choose how much or how little they're involved in that support i hope you enjoyed today i hope you triggered some thought processes um, so that you can really dig deep into that. I do challenge you to continue working on those three things a day that you uh, are grateful for. And I look forward to seeing you talking to you again next week. In the meantime, if you haven't liked our Facebook page, I encourage you to do so. Time well spent, the wellness connection. You can also find our website at timewell-spent.com. You'll also see a new course coming out October 15th. So I'm super excited and I hope you'll share and subscribe with your friends. Thank you as always. And I look forward to next week. Go ahead. Make my Tuesday.